And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey, it's Andy. Just want to remind you, as you're listening to the show on Tuesday morning, that Tuesday night we will be live on YouTube after the College Football Playoff Committee reveals its ranking. Actually, while the College Football Playoff Selection Committee is revealing the rankings, we're going to start around 7 p.m. Eastern, right when the, the show starts. So you'll be learning about the rankings as we are learning about the rankings. And come on, join us on YouTube. You can comment live. We'll probably talk about what you're saying on the show. Uh, you may find yourself as part of the show. It is a fun process. Now, of course, if you don't have time to come on, you got busy lives and, and you got kids and you got stuff going on. I understand. That's cool. It'll still be available for you in podcast form when you hop into your vehicle, when you start your commute, when you start your dog walk on Wednesday morning. But it's a lot of fun to do it live. And especially now, because last week we did it where we already knew what the rankings were. I think it'll be more fun as Ari and I see the rankings come up in real time. So we're going to give that a shot. Today, though, very special episode with one of you guys. Catherine B., is a regular listener to this show. She often watches on the YouTube stream and comments, but she's also one of the more thoughtful commenters at The Athletic. She reads a ton of the stories, and she almost always has something interesting to say that really adds to the conversation down in the comments. And we thought, well, why don't we have Catherine on the show? Because half the time we're reading her comments and saying, hey, this is something we need to think about. We figured she'd make a great contribution to the show. And man, did she ever. Of course, we picked the right time to do it because Catherine is a lifelong LSU fan and LSU just beat Alabama in overtime to shake up the college football playoff race. So here is Catherine, the LSU fan, commenter extraordinaire, podcast listener, joining Ari and I and educating us. Enjoy. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show, presented by Sling. Very special edition today, because one of you, the listeners, slash the viewers, is our guest. And it is maybe our favorite listener, slash viewer, slash commenter at The Athletic. It is Catherine B. If you read The Athletic, you know who Catherine B. is. Okay, And in fact, we've written a story about Catherine B. Chris Camerani wrote about her. She is an LSU fan. She's an attorney in Texas. Uh, Catherine, is it okay if I reveal your age? Because I know Chris did. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 28 years old and one of the most prolific commenters at The Athletic. Catherine, I think, I, Ari and I were talking about this the other day, you, you probably read more athletic stories than we do. It's entirely possible, if only because, you know, and this is certainly no offense to y'all, I'm sure you keep up with your colleagues, but I have a, a fairly wide array of areas of interest. Yes. You are you are our ideal consumer because you are you are a huge college football fan, but you you also care about what the NFL, the the NBA. I mean, you, you name it. Well, you know, one tries. 
<laughs> yeah, well, the thing that my my favorite thing about you, Catherine, is is not just the amount of time you comment. It's that your comments are always well thought out and rational. And I have fallen short, I think, in my career with uh, handling irrational comments rationally back. I get kind of flustered. So you're always a breath of fresh air for me to help people uh, to sift through the the erratic nature of the comment section. So it means a lot to me whenever I uh, write a story. I'm always thinking, what's Catherine going to think? Oh, that's that's really sweet, y'all. Um, I just appreciate the work y'all put in. Obviously, this is uh, something that I care about, that I've always cared about. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things where I appreciate the content. And I think that, you know, the, the benefit of what y'all do is that you're not just giving me information that I could pull from a stat sheet. You're giving me things that I can think about. And in so thinking, typically I'll <coughs> maybe have a short response. Well, and, and you've had one. Today, we, we are recording this after LSU has beaten Alabama. Catherine, lifelong LSU fan. If you haven't read it yet, Brody Miller wrote an incredible story about Brian Kelly's decision to go for two, about what it means for the LSU program, beating Alabama. But here is what Catherine wrote after reading it. Brody, my freshman year of college was 2012. I graduated from LSU Law in the spring of 2019. I never saw LSU beat Alabama at home while I was a student. Hell, I never saw LSU beat Alabama, period, when I was a student. 2019 was transcendent. No other word fits. And when something goes so far beyond what is expected or seems possible, it is by necessity an outlier. I cherish 2019 for its excitement and explosiveness and possibly the finest collection of offensive talent and the most unstoppable machine in the history of college football. But this, this win wasn't transcendent. This win wasn't an outlier. This win was what we should expect moving forward. Gritty. Discipline, well-schemed defense, fluid, shifting, adaptable offense. I'll never forget the hush of the crowd in Tiger Stadium as TJ Yeldon scored that touchdown in 2012. When Dan Borney says Tiger Stadium is haunted and it is loud, that was the most haunted and ghastly silence I've ever experienced in Death Valley. Thus began years of feeling as though Bama losses were an inevitable. Excuse me, I can't talk like Ari now. Is the Bama losses were an inevitability. Inevitability. My, inevitability. That, can you that, say exacerbate? That's exacerbate. my <laughs> I was talking to my phone, my dad on the phone this morning, and he's like, why can't you say that word? And I tried it with him, and I couldn't do it either. So, uh, all right, go ahead. Keep reading the comments. It's, it's, it's like me trying to spell rhythm. I just can't do it. All right. But it's thus began the years of feeling as though Bama losses were an inevitability, a guaranteed mark in the L column. Last night felt like an exorcism. We took their best punch and we didn't let up. And when the time came, what better inning than the quarterback so many of us, myself included, doubted, throwing to the true freshman tight end who has done nothing but get remarkably better game after game. And let's talk about the Louisiana kids. It fills my heart. Josh Williams, Gregory Clayton, Makai Garner, Kyron Lacey, Jarek Bernard Converse, Gregory Brooks, Joe Fouché, Kayshawn Boutte, Malik Neighbors, Will Campbell, Emory Jones, the list goes on. They did this, some of them transferring for the opportunity to put on for their state. They did it. They gave us the gift. I'm so grateful and so proud. Catherine, that is beautiful. It's better than the, better than the story. I can't write like that. Oh, no, don't don't shame Brody like that, though, Ari. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. Me, me and him have a little thing. I, uh, <laughs> I just like, it's like, you're a lawyer, right? Yeah. It'd be like if I walked into a deposition room and gave the best deposition that you've ever seen in your entire life. It's like for, for you to just naturally write as well as we do without even, you know, pouring your heart and soul into it the way that we, we have to every day as a gift. And 
um, that was really well stated and I think would have been a great angle for a column after that story. Uh, re- I, I mean, gosh, I appreciate it. Um, I, you know, it comes from the heart at the end of the day. I, I, th- you'll read a lot more comments of mine that are fairly trite compared to that. But when you think about the impact of this game, what it says about the program and, and kind of what it says about where we can go in the future. I just, it was very impactful for me. I think it was very impactful for the state of Louisiana and, and for my family. And I, the number of text messages I got last night, guys, it was just wild. It was so much fun. All right, Catherine, honest answers only. Okay. When you realized they were going for two, your first thought was? Oh, Christ. <laughs> that was my first thought, too. <laughs> I, um, that was my first thought. My second thought was that Jaden Daniels can just run it in. It's almost like when you're watching, and this is going to sound hyperbolic, I don't mean it this way, but it's like when you're watching Patrick Mahomes in a Chiefs game and they're right there and you know that Mahomes can run it in himself. He can make the throw to Travis Kelsey that he needs to make. I am not saying it in any way that Jaden Daniels is comparable to Pat Mahomes. I am just saying that situationally, it felt like a call that would have worked. And I think that Brody's story made a really good point in that if we ran that play at the end of the Florida State game, what does our season look like right now? Ooh, that is really interesting. And now I I don't think you're comparing Jaden Daniels to Patrick Mahomes. It's a perfectly fair thing to say because Alabama was struggling to defend Jaden Daniels on the ground. And the other thing I was, I was basically the Alonzo morning gif where he's like, I don't know about this. And he thinks about it for a second. He's like, Oh, okay. And that, that was what you said was my thought. Exactly. Like, I don't know about this. Wait, they can't seem to stop Jaden Daniels on the ground. So if this, whatever pass they call gets blown up, there's probably a 50, 50 shot. He scores with his legs. So I think I, that, that was my thought process too. But yeah, I was like, oh crap, what are you, what are you doing, Brian Kelly? Well, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you feel good. I feel like if they would have beaten Florida State, their season would be the exact same as it is right now. You know, I think that loss is borderline irrelevant. Now, maybe it would be different if, uh, you know, if you care about the way people view LSU or the way that, uh, you know, the perception is of where the program was before Saturday, but beating Alabama at home and putting yourself in a position to control your own destiny in the SEC and in the playoff hunt. Um, it is a rare instance in the sport where the first loss and, and the now the second loss uh, is kind of irrelevant. I think LSU is probably going to crack their way into the top seven, maybe even the top six of the of the rankings coming up on Tuesday, and everything's ahead of them. And I, I think that uh, what you wrote in that comment and the thing that stands out to me the most is that you know, when they hired Brian Kelly, I was one of the people I was like, oh, God, that doesn't really seem to make sense or that doesn't that doesn't seem like a culture fit. And then he goes out and beats Alabama on his first try. Not only does that puts it all on the table at the end, puts his faith in his team and knows that his team can do it. And then they do it. Um, it makes you feel like he is uh, a person that you can trust. And I think that trust and uh, 
you know, excitement is all what drives whether or not the coach is going to work there. And it drives uh, excitement in recruiting. It drives excitement from the players that you said were on the team from Louisiana, the the players that are going to continue to recruit out of that state. And it makes us excited to watch LSU for the rest of the year, and maybe they'll make the playoff. So I think they're already kind of there. Yeah, I think that I'm not going so far as the playoff. That's a conversation. Well, maybe we'll have this conversation later. But I think that in terms of the program and when you talk about Brian Kelly coming into LSU, I was fairly high on the hire. I had friends who reached out to me and I, you know, in, in part because I also have a little sister who goes to Notre Dame. I was fairly familiar with Brian Kelly and what his kind of strengths and weaknesses were from their perspective. Um, It just felt to me, culture fit, I mean, and and this is no offense to y'all. It is something that has bothered me and a lot of the fan base for a while. Culture fit fit to what meaningless. The real question is, does he fit what the program needed at the time? And that he absolutely did because what the program needed at the time was, organization, accountability, and forethought. And I think that Brian Kelly has a process and he came in, he did what he needed to do. He evaluated the staff. He figured out who he wanted to keep. It was just Brad Davis and who he wanted to bring in. Um, And then, you know, Brian Polian, I don't know how he is a special teams coach, But as far as getting the portal in gear and making sure that we filled the holes on our roster, it was a really great job. And then just seeing the team gel over the course of the season, the guys from Massachusetts, but I mean, anybody can eat crawfish. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, well, my thing isn't with with culture wasn't thinking about a northern person or east coast person walking around in Louisiana and liking crawfish. Mm -hmm. It was about the SEC and what it takes to recruit at a high level there and his previous reputation of not being obsessed with it Um, and recruiting to a very different place and not necessarily rubbing shoulders with the Georgias and the Alabamas with every single prospect that he wants. Um, So that, to me, I think will remain to be seen. And you called – I mean, she – Catherine said, we're going to get these four guys in the next six months. Here's the plan. And in every story, she was like on a checklist. There's the first one, Ari. There's the second one, Ari. There's the third one, Ari. And she nailed all four of them. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if they're going to go and keep doing that, then 
to me, that's the culture fit. Like, I think when I hear people say culture fit, they think, oh, he's not going to fit in in the South. It's like, I think anybody can fit in anywhere. I mean, I've lived in the Midwest and in Texas and in Arizona. You know, I, I think I was pretty cool and in all those places. you any of those places. But, you know, I think it's, it's about whether or not you're able to, um, you know, blend in with what the expectations are, certainly, but blend in with what it takes to meet those expo- expectations. And it's a completely different fishbowl than he was in now. Or, I mean, previously. So, so far, so good. Class yeah. is good. Beat Alabama. And, like, all the good. questions that you would have uh, are Class kind of out the good, window. Now. Ari. Yeah, they're very good. It's very Class, good. And, and I do have a new list for you. Uh, okay, I, yeah. Send it to me. Yeah, it was, I think, DJ Chester, Javian Toviano, Desmond Ricks. Uh, I got one wrong. Julian Sain wound up going to Alabama, and we got Colin Hurley instead. Um, but- I, Catherine, you want to, I, I saw Colin Hurley throw when I was doing my Brock Purdy story before the draft. Uh, and, and Colin was just coming off his freshman year. He's reclassifying, yep. but he was, he was the best player in the state of Florida in his class as a, as a freshman in high school. And he's, I mean, he's a big dude with a big arm and he's going to get mean, bigger. He's not even done growing yet. I love to hear it. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. I, and, and the fit thing. I mean, it, the people who listen to the show know how I feel about this. If you win, you fit. Period. That's that's the only thing that matters. Catherine, I want to I want to bring up a potentially bad memory, and I'm trying to do the math based on when you entered LSU. This will be either eighth or ninth grade. Okay. How concerned are you as LSU goes to Fayetteville for an 11 a.m. local kickoff about a got that wood moment? Arkansas is a good team kj jefferson is a good to great quarterback i really like sam Pittman. i have a lot of respect for their program of course i am scared (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, of course i am scared um and and it's you know i guess also i i don't know the god that would reference are you referencing the 2007 that is what Darren McFadden said. So Houston Nutt is doing his post-game interview, I think, with Tracy Wolfson mm-hmm. after the game. And Darren McFadden just walks up behind him and starts yelling, got that wood! Got they that. were I think trying he to get Darren McFadden a Heisman trophy in that game. It was Darren McFadden and Felix Jones. I was in the stadium. Right. And it right. was Tim, just Tim Tebow crazy. ended up winning that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, of course. I'm scared. I respect Arkansas. Am I scared about A&M? No. But if we make it through Arkansas and then UAB, so UAB before There's the season. that tricky one. Yeah. So I have a lot of respect for Clark. Really good program. Um, I, I feel better about it after kind of seeing where the season has gone. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a week-by-week thing. And we're not going to be able to show up in Fayetteville or, you know, meet UAB at home or go to Kyle Field and – you know, phone it in. And frankly, just based off of literally every game, I don't anticipate that because what we have shown is that the team is gritty above all else. They're resilient above all else. They're a second half team. I don't know. I mean, there's always a trap. I feel okay about where we're headed. So let's, let's move off of LSU, Catherine, because again, you read a lot of what we write. Yeah. What has been the most interesting story for you or, or, you know, theme of this college football season for you? What, what has fascinated you the most about the 2022 season? It is this weird feeling 
And I'm going to, and I hope their fans don't mind, but I'm going to mention Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama. And it is this weird feeling where we kept watching these teams that nominally are the best programs, uh, have the best talent, and they were winning, but there was always a minute where it looked like they were struggling. And, you know, I, I listen to the solid verbal, love the verbalerhood. When you're clunkers is a yep. very important thing. But the problem is that when you have a clunker week after week, you're just clunky. And it feels to me like Clemson demonstrated what their weaknesses were in the beatdown yesterday by Notre Dame. Alabama, I mean, their offense is Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs. Both are fabulous players. How much help do they have? Not enough for Tennessee, not enough for LSU. And like, that's no shame because I I can't wait for Bryce Young to get to the NFL so I can actually enjoy watching him play. <laughs> and so that, it, is, it is true. It is, as someone with no rooting interest, like he is a joy. Yeah. to watch like when he trots out on the field i texted this to ari last night when when they needed the field goal to force overtime he trots out on the field i'm like nobody i trust more in this situation no I, and and it was that moment where i mean you saw it against texas in the fourth quarter where he just made that defensive end with just on air spins out of it same thing last night in the fourth quarter where Ali Gay has an arm around him and he manages to escape and throw a beautiful touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but and okay. I was I was ready to defend LSU and be like, oh man, the refs are helping out because for a second there I thought Harold Perkins got held on that play, and then I watched the replay. Nope, he didn't get held. Bryce Young's just amazing. <laughs> Let's not talk about the officials. Uh, <laughs> oh, are we talking about the uh, the? I, I admit I did not know this rule. There was some that if, weird. That if you're stuff, out of bounds maybe. and you touch the ball, yes, that, that's very I, like I didn't no, know. I that, don't mean it, to bring up anything sore here, but there was a pretty blatant block in the back on Jaden Daniels' touchdown run in overtime, right? Are you going to go there was a there was a play, pancake really block by a receiver? I think that my list is longer than your list. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's like it goes it goes both ways. You know, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, officials yeah. just exist. And all of this going back to my point, which is that we saw Alabama take the hit. We've seen Clemson take the hit. And now I'm just waiting for Ohio State to take the hit because the offensive line problems are still there. The the want to is still lacking, in my opinion. And. It just feels like we're going to have another game in the horseshoe instead of the big house where Michigan just outgrits them. Um, I love the way it was phrased by the guy in the chat yesterday where Ryan Day has built an offense to score 50 on Michigan State and Jim Harbaugh has built a team to beat Ohio State. Yes, uh, that's that's so funny because I don't even know if you would think that that's like the, do you think that was the goal with Jim Harbaugh? He's like, we're just going to get a bunch of tough guys that can out, that can beat and out finesse or beat a finesse team. Dude, I, actually, I do think that was the goal. Yeah. yeah. It's like, he's like, oh yeah, Ohio State is soft. Yeah. We're going to well, out recruit that. I mean, like, it's sort of like chicken, right? 
he he has very definite opinions on the toughness of various things. And I think he looked at Ohio State's offense. And he was like, this is the chicken of offenses. You just called Ohio State a nervous bird. Ohio State might be a nervous bird right that now. That is amazing. Did you uh, Northwestern? I think they are a nervous bird. <laughs> but so that to me is the most fascinating thing is we're seeing these teams that nominally have the most talent that have had the most success recently. And there's just something a little bit off. Yeah. I think that that's probably a fair thing. And it's like, if for a year like this, if LSU is playing the way that they're playing and you have a bunch of teams that, I mean, there's only one really good super team right now, right? Would you say Georgia and then everybody yeah. else has, it's kind of gettable. Yeah. Um, you know, this could be the type of season that LSU does something that you didn't think they could do uh, at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that 100%. Uh, I think Ohio State is kind of clunky, even though their scores are kind of lopsided for the most part. Well, like, if you actually watch them with a magnifying glass, you see clunkiness all the time. Like, they beat Iowa 54-10, to 10, and I think you can make the case that they were clunky for almost two full quarters in that game. Yeah, and it goes back to your whole point about stars matter. The reason that the scores look lopsided by the end is that they just have the reserves, right? And the fact is that at some point you are going to play a team that has, if not similar talent to you, then talent that's in the same tier and perhaps at key positions, right? And so if you're playing the way you're playing against Northwestern, you can get away with it because the fourth quarter comes around and all of a sudden you're up 21 to seven instead of down seven to nothing. But eventually you're going to have to play Michigan. And then mm -hmm. even if they get past Michigan and make it to the playoff, who are they going to have to play in the playoff? You know what I mean? Yeah. They might so, have to play. Uh, they might have to play Georgia at the end of the road. Right. So that's what's fascinating to me. We'll be right back after these words. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Catherine, this, this podcast is dropping Tuesday morning. So that night, 
you will have the the playoff ranking revealed for the second time. Ari and I on on the reaction show went over it. I think we said that the Georgia's going to be number one. We think Ohio State's going to be number two. That we think Michigan probably should be number two. Mm-hmm. Michigan three, TCU four. Mm-hmm. What say you on on the top four? What, what's your what's your best guess at a top four? Well, my best guess is different from what I would do, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think that you guys are probably spot on, if only because I don't think that Ohio, like Notre Dame is going to look better for them now, but genuinely, how much different was Ohio State's out-of-conference schedule taking out the Notre Dame game than Michigan's? I think that the there's a significant enough difference with that Notre Dame team that the CFP committee is going to keep Ohio State at two. I wouldn't do that, but that's what they're going to do, and that's fine. Um, so I think y'all are spot on there. As far as what I would do, Georgia one, Michigan two. I don't There's know. There's a sigh. I, I like the I way think that, that sigh is going to happen in, on, in the committee room this weekend too. I mean, I wish that I was sitting in a leather-bound chair with free bacon around me. Yeah, um, the cookies are amazing too, Catherine. You would not believe the cookies they have there; they're just giant. I think you have to go Ohio State three, right? Yeah, you do. I'm tempted I mean, just because I have a lot of respect for TCU. I keep expecting the sort of you know Sunny Dykes collapse to happen. Hasn't happened yet. Might not happen. Um, but yeah, Ohio State three, TCU four. I probably have LSU at number seven. So this is this is interesting to me the TCU piece of it because I, I'm fascinated by this matchup. Game day is going to Austin. TCU mm-hmm. against Texas. Gary Patterson on the other sideline knows TCU's roster better than any other human being on earth yep. who isn't working for TCU currently. Meanwhile, you've got TCU, which is a team that falls behind and comes back. That is their personality, mm-hmm. and you have Texas, which is a team that takes leads and gives them up. That's See their personality. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, I I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup. I think that because, like, I have plenty of friends that really root for UT. I have a couple of friends that like TCU. Uh, It's interesting being in Dallas at a time where the Big 12 is just so fun. It is so fun. Um, I I think that's going to come down to Quinn Ewers. And if Quinn Ewers is able to light up the TCU secondary, then – Texas wins, and if not, they don't. But I I just – I'm still just waiting for that TCU collapse. And bringing up Gary Patterson, I mean, like, you don't think he's going to have that defense playing with a little bit of an edge? First of all, he taught them how to tackle at Texas. This is a miracle. This is an incredible thing. <laughs> Gary Patterson's a great coach. Um, but, yeah, I mean – I think that if anyone's going to take TCU out, it might be Texas. Oh, this is this is going to be so good. This next week, I, I just I like when the sport gets thrown into at least semi chaos. So you had that with Notre Dame beating Clemson, you had that with LSU beating Alabama, and it just adds layers of intrigue to everything else. Catherine, I cannot thank you enough for joining us and for listening to us and for the very thoughtful comments on our shows on our stories. I, I have I have I answered a dear Andy question of yours yet? I know you've asked quite a few. 
I don't know that you have. Stuart All right. I always submit, answer her questions. Submit one this week and, and, and it's getting answered. That's this, this is this is my promise to you. Can I be so, honest real quick? Yeah. All I want is a mug, y'all. I told Chris when he first asked mug. about the story. I just want a mug. Wait. Yeah. One of these? Kind of I, I'm, I'm showing her my athletic mug. Oh, yes. It's yours. Send me your mailing address after the show and you shall have one. Thank you, Andy. I am pumped. Y'all, it was a delight. Uh, <laughs> it was a delight, and I look forward to talking with y'all more. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much Catherine. Catherine. It means the world to us, that you, the support, the comments, the yeah. thought-provoking discussions, all of it. And see, right. if you if you are great in the comments, we're putting you on the show. Yeah, there's this like weird temptation for people to just get angry and bag on people all the time, and I don't really understand it. No, it's it, on Twitter. It's in comment. It's just like, does like... I might, you might not agree with something I wrote, or you might think I'm going to be wrong, but like, do you have to like personally attack me? Like, I don't understand these people. Yeah, You're I got so snarky to today, do. and I felt really bad about it. I don't know how, I don't know how people do it on like a yeah. daily basis. Catherine, I, I will say, and, and and you probably understand this better than me because you probably read more of the comments than me because I am a, a a kind of a big try to avoid reading the comments because I do get my feelings hurt sometimes, but. I feel like in the athletics comments section, it is a more civil discourse for the most part. People are thoughtful, and I do try to read it as much as I can because I feel like people will give me either good story ideas or they will point out something that maybe I hadn't thought of, and mm -hmm. I appreciate that. So uh, please keep up what you're doing, and, and everybody else, look at what Catherine's doing, and if you got good ideas or if you... If, if you think there's something we need to be writing about or checking out, by all means, tell us, because it just makes the stories better. Cheers, y'all. I appreciate it.